Well, good morning to you. It's Monday, January 30th, 2023. Monday, January 30th, 2023. Did you do any protesting this weekend? There was some protesting around the country about, uh, you know, police brutality. Uh, I always have something to say about that. And if you've been with me long enough, you know I have reason to. Uh, But we'll talk about a little bit of that today. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, those four words. And I'll show up right at the top of the search. And as always, thank you so much for coming. It's very nice of you to come. I, I know you can get your news all over the place. Uh, it's better when when uh, you can get snarky news from me, I'm sure. Uh, if you can, please bring so- someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions or insights or uh, come fight with me at Cyberclubs, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And boy, I tell you, all this weekend... Friday and all this weekend, there's been non-stop fighting on my Twitter account uh, 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 with people. Uh, I, I tweeted to Robert uh, Reich uh, in response to something that he posted uh, about the Republicans' uh, idea of a consumption tax. And boy, did the attacks... I, I've had more attacks about that tweet than anything because the Republicans want to put in a, a consumption tax which is it would be uh, putting the tax burden on the on the poor and the middle class instead of you know equally among everyone you know anyway yeah I was certainly attacked anyway uh, tweet to me questions insights or come fight with me at cyberclops c-y-b-e-r-c-l-o-p-s and let's start with uh, this uh, Ukraine-Russian uh, war and actually start over with uh, former uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson uh, has said that Putin threatened him with a missile attack during a phone call in the run-up to the invasion of Ukraine. This was before February, last February. <clears throat> of course, the Kremlin said it didn't happen, speaking to the uh, BBC for a documentary. Johnson said the Russian leader had asked him about the prospects of Ukraine joining NATO, to which Johnson had responded it would not be for the foreseeable future. He then said, John, Johnson, he threatened me at one point and said, uh, and he said, Boris, I don't want to hurt you, but with a missile, it would only take a minute or something like that. But I think... From the very relaxed tone that he was talk, uh, he was taking the uh, the sort of air of detachment that he seemed to have. This is uh, um, uh, Boris Johnson talking. He was just playing along with my attempts to get him to negotiate. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said there were no threats of missiles in the exchange. He said it is either a deliberate lie, so you can. Uh, so you have to ask Mr. Johnson why he chose to put it in that way. Or it was an unconscious lie, and he did not, in fact, understand what Putin was talking to him about. But, you know, stuff like this is usually, it's usually recorded. So we might hear more about it. We will see. Uh, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg is on an Eastern tour. 
uh, at his stop in South Korea, uh, and then he's on to Japan, I believe. Uh, uh, in his stop in South Korea, he urged them to help in the war effort. Stoltenberg said during a visit to Seoul, at the end of the day, it, it's a decision for you to make, but I'll say that several NATO allies who have had a policy to never export weapons to countries in conflict have changed that policy now. If we don't want autocracy and tyranny to win, then they, referring to the Ukrainians, need weapons. That's the reality. Now, <clears throat> South Korea says that they do not supply other people with weapons. He's trying to say, hey, well, maybe you should rethink that. And South Korea has supplied some stuff, right? Just not really a lot. Uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, is trying to get France on his, uh, on his side uh, uh, on the Olympic Games. He said he has written to French President Emmanuel Macron as part of his campaign to keep Russian athletes out of the Paris Games. Zelensky said attempts by the International Olympic Committee to bring Russian athletes back into the Olympic Games are attempts to tell the whole world that terror is somehow acceptable. An advisor to Ukraine's president has accused the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, of being a promoter of war after the body said it would explore a pathway for athletes from Russia and Belarus to participate in international competitions as neutrals. Uh, Mikhailo uh, Polyak tweeted, the IOC is promoter of war, murder, and destruction. The IOC watches with pleasure Russia destroying Ukraine and then offers Russia a platform to promote genocide and encourages their further killings. He added, uh, referring to the IOC President Thomas Bach, obviously Russia, Russian money that buys Olympic hypocrisy doesn't have a smell of Ukrainian blood, right, Mr. Bach, Mr. Bach, which is uh, uh, pretty, pretty hard on him. Now, there is, there has been arguments. There was arguments in 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 the tennis opens. There's been arguments, arguments, and all sorts of stuff that um, uh, th- that these these um, athletes don't have anything to do with politics. But using the athletes to push politically is effective. So I don't know how to, what to think about it. I uh, per, well personally, I, I I mean as far as what what good it would do. But personally, I don't believe uh, the Olympics should allow Russia in right now. They they invaded a sovereign country. They shouldn't be allowed in. <clears throat> and more signs that Russia is getting desperate. Russia's deputy foreign minister says small steps would be needed for Moscow and Washington to come closer to an agreement on bilateral issues. They're saying that because they've done so many horrible things that USA has just walked away. And Russia has also walked away because they don't agree with the United States. Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei uh, Rybkov uh, told the RIA news agency, which is, you know, Russia's uh, propaganda arm, We hope that the tactics of small steps will allow us to come to mutually acceptable solutions on the most important issues of the bilateral agenda. Uh, Probably referring to the START treaty. Um, But also, you know, of course, Ukraine. They think they can find a way to end the war, 
where they get all that stolen land and it's not happening. That's what I say. They want the U.S. at the table so they can claim the U.S. left the table. Anyway, Rybkoff also told RIA news agency uh, on, on if uh, the New START nuclear arms control treaty uh, with the U.S. would end after 2026. He said, this is quite a possible scenario uh, because, you know, the current START deal ends in 2026, and that means it could end if they can't come to an agreement to extend it. They were supposed to hold talks last year, and it hasn't happened because Russia walked away. Uh, Ukraine's defense minister has said Ukraine's military will spend nearly $550 million on drones in 2023, and 16 supply deals have already been signed with Ukrainian manufacturers. Alexei Reznikov. And, I, and you know, I wonder how these manufacturers are going to stay, uh, uh, are going to s- stop from being uh, hit by Russian missiles if they decide to put up a building, right? Uh, Alexei Reznikov said in a Facebook post, in 2023, we are increasing the procurement of UAVs for the armed forces of Ukraine. Kyiv is now seeking to boost domestic production uh, to build what officials cast as an army of drones. Uh, The United Kingdom Defense Minister, uh, Minister Ben Wallace has said that tanks provided by the United Kingdom to Ukraine will be on the front line before summer. Wallace told Parliament it'll be this side of summer or May. It'll be probably towards Easter time. He said said security reasons prevented him from settling on the uh, timetable of training for Ukrainian troops on using the tanks, but that it would begin with instruction on operation of individual vehicles before progressing to how to fight uh, in formation. Uh, Norway's defense minister said it will send part of its fleet of Leopard 2 battle tanks to Ukraine as soon as possible, indicating perhaps late March. Uh, The country has 36 of them, but they have not said how many it would provide to Kyiv. Poland's prime minister has set out uh, a plan to increase defense spending, saying the country needs to arm itself faster in light of Russia's invasion. Matuts Moriweki told reporters the country's defense budget will amount to 4% of gross domestic product this year. Uh, 4% is up from 2.4% in 2022. Uh, France's defense minister, Sebastien Lecourne, uh, has said France and Australia have agreed to cooperate to manufacture uh, manufacture several thousand of the 155mm shells to help Ukraine. Uh, Lecourne's comments came after he met uh, with his Australian counterpart, uh, Richard Marles, uh, who said the multi-million dollar project to provide the shells would help ensure Ukraine is able to stay in this conflict and see it concluded on its own terms. A Croatia's president has criticized uh, Western nations for supplying Ukraine with heavy tanks and other weapons, saying such arm, arms deliveries will only prolong the war. Uh, President Zoran Milanovic, uh, or Vich, I'm not sure how to uh, to say the C in his country, uh, told reporters in the Croatian capital that it is mad to believe that Russia can be defeated in a conventional war. Milanovic said, I am against sending any lethal arms there. It prolongs the war. Yes, Croatia is in NATO and has been since only 2009. 
They are directly east of Italy across uh, uh, the, uh, what is that, uh, the Adriatic Sea. Um, and, and they they wrap around uh, towards uh, uh, and, and, and uh, border Hungary. Uh, more spies. Slovenian authorities have detained two men suspected of spying for the Russian military intelligence service. Uh, the Ljubljana-based Delo newspaper reported the detainees were members of the Russian military intelligence organization, the GRU, and had false identities. The two had registered as a real estate and antiques business in Ljubljana as a cover-up, with one holding Argentine citizenship. Yeah, yeah, more, more spies. Uh, that's a sign that Russia may be planning to expand the war. All these spies being caught. Anyway. And a new sign that Russia could send more forces to retake northeastern Ukraine. Russia has moved additional forces and equipment to its western Kursk region on the border with Ukraine. Uh, the region's governor, Roman uh, Starovoit, told Interfax News Agency that he told a regional government meeting that it was necessary to provide comp comprehensive support for the reception, deployment, and arrangement of additional forces in the area. Uh, now, Kursk is just east of uh, Sumy. Uh, uh, well, east-northeast, I guess. Uh, and north of Kharkiv, uh, right there along the border with Ukraine. The border is sort of at an angle, a little bit of an angle, so it can be both north and east and be uh, uh, pretty much kind of deep in Russia. I, I mean, like maybe a hundred some odd miles, I'm guessing. That's a, that's a guesstimate. I'd have to really look at a map. Um, uh, both cities, uh, Kharkiv and Sumy, are, are really close uh, to Ukraine's border. Uh, Russian missiles have killed three people in southern Ukrainian city of Kherson while fighting rages in the eastern Donetsk region while Russia again shelled the key town of Vold Volodar. Uh, Regional Governor Ole Sinahubov said later on Sunday a missile struck an apartment building in northeastern town of Kharkiv, uh, killing one elderly woman. Uh, you do remember what we said way at the beginning of the war, and we said this several times, on uh, that this, uh, this war would help push the idea of renew renewable energy. Uh, oil giant British Petroleum has said in a report that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is expected to weigh on long-term energy demand and accelerate the world's shift to renewables and low-carbon power as countries boost domestic energy supplies. Now, we're going to get to that, uh, uh, that BP report in a minute. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. 15 minutes on Russia. I think we might be able to finish this in uh, maybe 30 minutes, maybe a little longer. We'll see. Uh, this is not news on the war uh, with Ukraine, but you can bet it affects it. Uh, you know we've met the current uh, war pinnacle when drones are fighting drones. No skin in the game, just money. No skin, though. Uh, we aren't quite there yet, but we came close. Uh, drones attacked a military plant in Iran's central city of Isfahan. I believe this plant was a drone manufacturing facility. Uh, the deputy head of security for Isfahan, Governor Governor Mohammad Reza John Nasari, 
uh, told the semi-official uh, FARS news agency an explosion has occurred in one of the military centers affiliate affiliate. Uh, why am I having trouble speaking today? Affiliated to the Ministry of Defense. He said the explosion left some damage, but fortunately there were no casualties. Uh, the state news agency IRNA said there was an unsuccessful attack by small drones against the Defense Ministry Industrial Complex, and fortunately with predictions and air defense arrangements already in place, one of them struck... Um, the air defense system of the complex was able to destroy two other drones. Uh, fortunately, this unsu- unsuccessful uh, attack killed no one, and minor damage was sustained to the roof of the complex. I, I think with drones, that what you do—that's what you do. You take out the roof with a drone, and then you send two other drones into the hole that you took out. Uh, that's what they—I uh, think it sounds like that's what they attempted to do. I'm not sure. That's my guess. Uh, <clears throat> News reports in the uh, states say that Israel was behind the attacks, citing U.S. officials and people familiar with the operation. Uh, by the way, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? The um, foreign whatever is in Israel uh, today. Um, the New York Times cited senior intelligence officials who were familiar with the dialogue between Israel and the United States about the incident. Uh, none of the officials were named. It sounds like uh, this may not affect drones being sent to Russia just yet, but I, th- I-, I think it's too early to tell. There could be more attacks. I, and, and Israel is, of course, they don't like Iran, but this would be helpful uh, to Ukraine had it been... Um, successful. I, at least so far as I know, it hasn't been successful. That could be incorrect because we don't get, of course, true news from Iran. Uh, a senior aide to President Zelensky had linked the incident on Sunday directly to the war in Ukraine. Iran has summoned Ukraine's charge d'affaires in Tehran over comments by the Ukrainian official on the drone strike. Uh, This may also affect Russia and the war. Uh, Turkey's president, Recep Erdogan, the guy that sounds like he's a Lord of the Rings villain, suggested, Erdogan suggested, his country might approve Finland's application for NATO membership before taking any action on Sweden's. Uh, Now, just so you know, Finland is more important than Sweden in becoming part of of NATO because they have an 800-mile border with Russian, with Russia, more than any other country in the EU, and um, uh, 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 um, uh, Sweden does not have a direct border. They don't. Um, Norway wraps around on top there and goes all the way around Sweden and. Uh, Finland, and then has a tiny border with Russia. Uh, but it's a short one. It's like 50 miles or something. It's a very short one. Uh, <clears throat> Helsinki is only about 100 miles from the border, and Sweden is completely west of Finland uh, to their western border and along the Baltic and across the Gulf of uh, Bothnia. Not Bosnia, the Gulf of Bothnia. Uh, the Turkish government also issued a travel warning for European countries due to anti-Turkish demonstrations and what it described as Islamophobia. 
Uh, Erdogan said, if needed, we could give a different message about Finland. Sweden will be shocked when we give the different message uh, about uh, Finland. Uh, Erdogan said, he told the Swedish prime minister, you will extradite these terrorists if you really want to enter NATO. If you don't extradite these terrorists, then sorry. Uh, uh, Of course, remember, uh, Turkey has elections coming up, so we don't know what's going to happen after the elections. Uh, He said Turkey had provided a list of 120 people it wants extradited from Sweden, a demand that was part of a memorandum signed in June that averted Turkey's veto of the Nordic nation's joint application. But Sweden and Finland are buds. They really are. They're right across that that, uh, bay or whatever it is. Um, Finland says it remains committed to joining NATO with Sweden after Turkey threatened to block Stockholm's membership bid. So we it continues. We will see what happens. Uh, I started to watch the Tyree, uh, Tyree Nichols uh, video, and it is difficult to watch. Uh, it brought out my rage and hatred for the police. Uh, I've had some run-ins. We've we've talked about... I've been very open with my run-ins with the uh, police, with my run-ins with the FBI. I've been very open about that. And you understand why I have a lot of anger. And the police, and, and this particularly, the police standing around, and this is all on video, they're standing around getting their stories right And it reminds me of what is standard operating procedure with police, even on the smallest scale Uh, to the larger scale. They're always talking to each other to get their stories straight because they know they did something wrong in Glendale, California. I don't live far from Glendale. I was pulled over last year for tinted windows, right? This was not the first time it had happened. I've been pulled over many times for tinted windows. And I was angered by it because it's not illegal to have rare tinted windows. Not in any state in the country. For those of you in Tennessee where they pull you over for tinted windows all the time in your rear windows, it's not illegal. If it was illegal, it would also be illegal for a paneled van. To be uh, to have no windows in it, right? As long as you have rear view mirrors on each side of your car, it's not illegal to have tinted rear windows in any state in the country. But they use that to pull people over anyway. Anyway, when this happened in Glendale, I demanded her supervisor, and I ended up complaining to the supervisor. After I complained. She came back later and gave me a ticket for something entirely different than the tinted windows. And it was something that didn't happen. I was furious. I got the, bo- I, 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 uh, got the body cam footage. Uh, first, I should tell you that they have a rule, probably in many police forces, but in, certainly in Glendale, California. During a stop or any time, When officers are speaking with other officers, even if it is about the stop, they turn off their body cam audio. Right? 
something that the union put in. They said the union, uh, if you're going to have body cam uh, uh, video, even if it's during a crime or anything, that if an officer is speaking to an officer, they turn off their body cam audio. Can you believe that? That they are allowed to do that? In fact, they're supposed to do that. But someone forgot to, in my case. As the three officers got together to talk, you can hear the evolution of what she would decide to do with the ticket. As officers suggested scenarios as to what could have happened, this rookie officer then said, oh, okay, that happened. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's on video. I have it on video. I ended up going to court and I won. But this shows how corruption is trained directly to rookies. Point is, the same thing happened at a much grander scale with the officers who allegedly murdered Tyree Nichols. This weekend, McCarthy was being interviewed on uh, CBS uh, and made the same claim claim that I have heard time and time again. The basic idea that there are just a few bad apples at the police department. That this isn't normal. I disagree with that 100%. Absolutely. I've told you about my past. I've told you about what's happened to me. Every single police officer, 100% of police are criminals. In that regard, if they've been on the force for six months. I argue that after six months, if you asked all police officers if they've been involved in a, in a crime under the color of blue, they, will, they would likely say no. But if you ask those same officers if they've been witness to other officers doing it, they would say yes which indicates two things, that a lot of officers are doing it and claiming that they're not. And the other thing it indicates, that officer that says that they saw someone commit a crime under the color of blue, they committed a crime under the color of blue because they didn't turn in that officer. They didn't cross that blue line. Six months is certainly long enough for police officers to learn to be corrupt. And in George Floyd's case, one of those officers was only on the force for what, a week? Anyway, moving on. The George Santos story. Man, like I said before, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Mother Jones uh, has an article, came out on Friday, I think it was, uh, uh, she, uh, Mother Jones, the news source, wanted to go out and meet some of George Santos' uh, contributors. Minor problems. In some cases, the people do not exist. And in other cases, the addresses also don't exist of the non-existent people. And in some cases, the addresses exist and the people don't live there. And in those cases, the people don't haven't given the money. <laughs> oh my God. I guess that's not really a minor problem, right? I mean, I, I start out saying this, oh, minor problem. I guess that's not really a minor problem. It seems to be a major problem. 
Under federal campaign finance law, it is illegal to donate using a false name or the name of someone else. This happened in his failed 2020 campaign. We aren't even talking about the 2022 campaign. We're talking about the 2020 campaign, the first one that he failed on. We haven't even gotten to 2021 yet. Some fake donors... Oh, wait a minute. Uh, There was no response from Santos people when asked about the fake donors. Uh, Some fake donors came to the Santos campaign through WinRed, W-I-N-R-E-D. It's an organization, an uh, internet-based organization, a base service for GOP uh, candidates who uh, uh, get contributions. A person must list his or her name and occupation when donating through WinRed to comply with federal election laws, but the credit card he or she uses does not have to match that name. One donor who gave the maximum amount for his 2020 campaign did exist, but claims that he donated only a small amount to George Santos. The small donation was also listed, but he said he had no record of the large donation. He had worked with Santos before and considered him a friend. Last week, that friend contacted Santos about the $2,800 donation. Santos said that he, uh, uh, Santos, this is what he said, warned him about speaking to reporters and asserted that the media was pursuing clicks, not the truth. Uh, an indication, you know, that the media is just looking, it's just clickbait. That's what he's, you know, saying. Uh, obviously not true. According to the friend, Santos told him over the phone that any donation he didn't agree to would be reimbursed. Now, I want you to think about this. The guy didn't send him $2,800. And Santos said, well, it's a mistake. I'll give you that $2,800. So how can he be reimbursed if he never made the donation? And I wonder if this was an attempted bribe to keep him quiet, give him the $2,800 that he never sent him. Is that what's going on here? This may end up being a bigger problem than George Santos. And I'm talking about WinRed. I'm assuming WinRed is going to do a review of all their... Oh my God, this is going to be a big review too. Before the Department of Justice decides they're going to do it for them. Federal investigators could potentially obtain records from WinRed that include the credit card numbers used to make these donations and determine if the names of the donors match the credit card holders. Garrett Lansing, who launched WinRed in 2019, and other executives at his company did not respond to a request for comment. Remember, Santos last week said, uh, this is something else, Uh, he said, that uh, Thomas, we did that story. Thomas Datwaller was his new treasurer and showed up with Datwaller signed papers, which Datwaller said he didn't sign. On Friday, Datwaller sent a letter to the FEC requesting the commission refer the matter to the appropriate law enforcement agency to determine whether a crime has occurred. Also, That day, the Justice Department asked the FEC to hold off on any enforcement action against Santos. That would be a sign the feds are proceeding with their investigation into Santos. Okay. This could be a tip of an iceberg 
that itself is a tip of a much bigger iceberg, right? Because WinRed is a big organization right now. Probably, I, I don't know how many, I'm assuming billion, billions of dollars flow through there. Maybe at least millions or hundreds of millions. I don't know, but we will see. Uh, last week, we talked about the bill that bill uh, regarding the strategic uh, petroleum reserve or, or strategic oil reserve, however you want to call it, and how Republicans wanted it tied to drilling more. Drill, baby, drill. Never mind that Biden has been a drill, baby, drill president, right? More than, remember, we did that report too. He's drilled more than, he's, he's opened up drilling more than Trump did. All Republicans voted for this new bill. Plus, Jared Golden, Democrat representative of Maine, uh, explaining his only vote on the House GOP's legislation. Golden said in a statement that it is, a, it is in the best interest of hardworking Americans who are facing rising prices at the pump to require a comprehensive plan from any administration in power to re- replace our stockpile as they dip into it. Sounds to me like someone who hasn't been paying attention to what's really going on. You know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. If, and, and, and this is similar to the Republican bill. This is similar to the Republican bill. I will say that if Biden wants to release money, uh, release oil from the strategic oil reserve, that, yes, we should be required to drill and replace it here in the United States. I'll say that. I'll, I'll agree to that. But let's change it a little. Let's not give this drilling to the responsibility of the oil companies. Let's make it contracted by the United States government. They own the lease. They drill. They replace their own oil. Let's do it that way. Then suddenly, oil companies are going to say, Oh, you want to take away our leases that we're not using? We could do that and take away Big Oil's leases. I think that's a better idea. Counter with that. Um, moving on. So we're going to talk about that BP uh, study. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm sorry. We're, we, I, I went off on a couple of rants here. Uh, but we're almost done. This is the, this is the last story. Um, I, I wouldn't pay too much attention to this because this is like the wolf claiming the sheep are safe, right? According to BP, global carbon emissions are expected to fall quicker than previously expected as a result of the war in Ukraine and Biden's efforts to encourage green investment. Uh, the oil and gas company said carbon emissions w- would fall more rapidly than it it forecast a year ago, thanks to renewed efforts by countries to pursue greater green, uh, energy security by supporting domestic renewable energy supplies. Uh, BP said it had reduced forecast for global emissions in 2030 by 3.7% and by 9.3% in 2050. It expects oil demand to be 5% lower and gas demand to have fallen by 6% by 2035. Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which came into force in August, is credited with encouraging a new wave of investment in renewables in the U.S. 
Policymakers in the UK and EU have be, uh, been encouraged to follow suit. They haven't got quite gotten there yet, uh, but I know they, they have been trying to pass things. Um, I should note that those estimates are far below what's needed. Those estimates that they have in the report are far below what's needed to achieve zero carbon by 2050, and that those estimates are an oil company estimate, which means it could be worse than it actually is uh, if they are claiming something is more favorable than it actually is, right? Just to make it sound good. So thinking that it's not as bad as it is, but I think it's way worse than we think it is. I think it is way worse. Anyway, oh, sorry. 38 minutes. I tried to I tried to make it 30 minutes, but I, you know me. When it comes to the police and police corruption, it, it holds a special place in 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 my my heart uh because of so many horrible things that have happened to me because of the police. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, January 30th, 2023. Monday, January 30th, 2023. I I truly appreciate you so much. I really do. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search, those four words. Uh, tweet to me, questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to fight. Maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you want to just say hi anyone's fine and remember always remember government profit is measured by the betterment of the people don't you ever forget that i'm peter lords reporting from los angeles